0: Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everybody is safe out there and that you're with your quarantine, your loved ones. And this week, I wanted to let you guys know that I'm repeating one of my favorite episodes with one of my favorite love and relationship experts, Matthew Hussey. Please enjoy and definitely take care of one another out there until we resume back to normal scheduling next Monday on Listen Honey. Take care, guys. And Hanai. Hi, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm going to introduce these beautiful voices to you uh, with the British accent. This is my dear friend, who I've been so excited, who has been traveling the world to finally now come and make it reunite with me and make it to my podcast, relationship expert, um, friend extraordinaire, and adventurous, Mr. Matthew Hussey.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank
0: you for being here. Can't wait to check in with you about your travels. And then also beside me is my ride or die, my brother, Dennis. Hey, what's up? Um Yeah, Dennis. The only reason why I even have a podcast is because of this young man right here. About six years ago, he put me on to podcasts and made me me listen to these long ass radio stations I'm putting air quotes up because I didn't know what the hell they were Joe Rogan being one of them and now got me just obsessed with it I mean anything I can do where I don't have to like lend my eyes all the work and I can just do my makeup drive in the car or you know even scroll and shop on Instagram I'm listening to podcasts but in this the background must
1: be heaven for you coming from the TV world to just have a thought that you can allow to breathe, wow. like to not actually have to make something a stupid soundbite.
0: Oh, the soundbite! So interesting that you said that. My life is built off of teases and soundbites. right? And you know, teasing like coming up. Why Khloe Kardashian decided to stay with Tristan? Like, you just have to <laughs> say something to get your ass to sit there. And I'm known to be long-winded on my show. Like, honestly, all the girls will tell you they're like, "Oh my God, Jeannie's the one that can go on and on." But it's because I have so much more layers and, and so many more layers and depth to what I'm thinking. I'm not saying they're not deep, but I just, I'm like, but why behind everything? Everything can have more of a why instead of just the thought. But do you think that that's,
1: is TV making a mistake? Like by, is it just continuously underestimating its audience? Because I do morning shows where I am just watching this crazy ADD insanity going on around me, where she it's like yes. now we're wheeling in a kangaroo, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, kangaroo, oh, but the kangaroo's been on TV for longer than two that's, minutes. That's People it all can't all focus the way, on a kangaroo for <laughs> more than two minutes. So now we bring on a pair of denim. Je- How often yeah. should you wash your denim jeans? <laughs> then you leave them. Then you can't. Like it's just, it's like this crazy thing that I, I wonder how much TV is just underestimating its audience because apparently they are. It can't be a completely different audience that's going and listening to podcasts or watching Rogan for two hours.
0: I agree with you, but at the same time, look at how TV is no different than our scrolling of the gram or our phone. You're scrolling the gram, you've got text messages popping in, TikTok just updated with something. You've got a sale that's popping up as an ad on Instagram to shop now. You know what I mean? Like the phone also gives you that very short clip bite-sized Immediate, satisfying pieces of news that keep you busy. So I think those shows do cater to those people. And then I do think that there's people that love a four-hour movie like The Irishman, mm, or mm, you know, these mm. long, you know, sagas of like binge-watch-worthy shows. So, yeah. so I think it appeals to everybody um, in, in in what you need. Like you just said so yourself, you'll tune into Joe Rogan, but only if you have that 20-minute lunch break, right, and right, then you'll right. sit there for a long drive if you need. So I love I love TV. For what it can do, and I love my show on the real for what we can do to just get give somebody, you know, forty eight minutes of pure entertainment yeah. or take your mind off things. But I also love podcasts to just kind of let your mind go and actually go deeper into the thoughts than to get the jeans that are coming in to tell you how to wash them next.
1: I am so glad that you specifically are doing this. Really, because you you're not you're a thinker. And you're someone who needs, like, you are wildly intelligent. You,
0: oh, thank you. are
1: extremely articulate. You think deeply. I, I, I've been on the phone to you where it's like a conversation that was going to be five minutes turns into an hour.
0: That was memorable.
1: Right? Yeah. And it's like, that's, this is, I'm so happy that people are going to hear your thoughts oh, at you. length because it's, you've, I've had conversations with you where I came away from the conversation thinking, I'm, that that's made me think differently wow. that's given me something to take into my own life and that's it's going to be amazing for your audience
0: thank you matthew that means a lot and, yeah. and again like i said i was really excited to get you back in here just so you guys know in order to um make sure and lock down matthew's arrival here at this podcast i actually called him while he was in poland <laughs> freezing cold and doing some adventurous things that i'm going to tell you about in a bit but i literally called him to just like secure the bag him being the bag, I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Yo, you coming in, right?" Like, I just want to make sure <laughs> no, what shade do we have here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Matthew, okay. So first, let's just talk about if you guys follow Matthew Hussey's work. First of all, on YouTube, he's a fucking killer when it comes to just locking down all the aspects of relationships, life, and most of all, loving yourself. And if you also follow him on my favorite feed, on Instagram, you'll see that he recently embarked on a really cool journey with a bunch of dudes, this whole like, I saw like a, like it was a bro soup that you guys were in, (laughs) like this fucking stewing soup that wasn't hot. Uh, It was like cold. And So where did you go? (laughs) Why were you there? And why was it Strictly Dickly?
1: I went, I got invited by a, a dear friend of mine, Lewis Howes, who has the School of Greatness podcast. To, he sent me a text and he, it was about the 14th of December. He sent me a text and he said, Matt, I am taking a group of high achiever guys to Poland to do a retreat with Wim Hof, also known as the Iceman. To give you a, a, a brief introduction to Wim Hof, he's now someone that a lot of people, I guess, see as as a kind of spiritual leader, but... Historically, he's been known for all sorts of world record breaking feats, uh, specifically in extreme weather conditions.
0: Guys, like for example, quote, set Guinness world records for swimming under ice and prolonged full body contact with ice and still holds the record for a barefoot half marathon on ice and snow. Right. The fuck?
1: So I I say he he got famous doing things that you and I wouldn't do because we would die. Uh, And because we don't want to.
0: And he's 60s years (laughs) old, by the way. He's right.
1: He's he. he, Wow. The physical feats alone he's done have been extraordinary. So I was aware of this guy. I'd seen him around. He's kind of become bigger and bigger over the last couple of years. And a lot of people do his techniques. They enjoy the breathing techniques. They do the ice baths. He recommends like daily cold showers or ice baths. And so all of this is my worst nightmare. I mean, none of it appealed to and me none of it Even, sounds sexy to no me at all. like the cold showers like you, why why ruin your shower like right. it just and if it's daily like that's every day yes there's a part of my shower i'm deeply not looking forward to right anyway i was in it was december i for whatever reason i got to the end of a, a year last year where i was like you know what i need i want to shake things up i want to like and my and lewis pitched it to me just right he was like dude it's the beginning of a new year it's the beginning of a new decade let's do something crazy like let's do something that kicks the decade off with a bang
0: it's already the trailer to the best movie for hangover <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so i was like you know what
1: i'm in like screw it um, let's do this i'm in he then sent me a link to a documentary done by a bunch of guys from uh, a youtube channel called yes theory where they had gone and done a very similar experience with Wim Hof. Recently? Uh, it, was, it was about two years ago. Okay. I went home, having said yes to Lewis, watched this documentary, and I cannot tell you, with every minute of this documentary, more and more I regretted the decision to say yes. <laughs> oh,
0: shit.
1: I was so... This was more than like like, you laugh now for me. <laughs> I was not in a like playful. Oh my god! Like, what have I done? Yeah, right. That wasn't what it was to me. I watched this thing and I was like, "This is a this is a mistake." Because like,
0: it was just too intense. Am I so assuming.
1: intense, so extreme? And I thought, this can't even. This doesn't even seem safe. Like this is this is crazy. Like they were doing, you know, an ice bath for an athlete is like a dunk or a couple of minutes, you know, and even the ice baths that Wim Hof suggests you do on your own yeah. are like two minutes long. They did a 10 minute ice bath.
0: For why, man? Like why would you, why? I,
1: and, and one of the guys looked like genuinely, He he like was so, he's like the character that throughout the whole documentary was looking at the whole experience going, what? are we doing yes like yeah, this is this. I'm yeah. gonna we're gonna like hurt ourselves and, yes yeah. your and nuts a, will freeze off
0: other it's thing. not yeah. this is not cute right.
1: and he had a bad experience of the ice of the 10 minutes in the ice because he got out and he genuinely thought like I'm gonna lose he thought he was gonna lose his hands because it was that painful it was so, so painful wait can
0: the human body take that by the way can the human body actually go into ice for 10 minutes well this is it, the did thing. you go into hypothermia or something
1: uh, that I, you, well, you can certainly uh, I don't know what I'm not the guy to know what at what point which is exactly. You did go through
0: a safety course.
1: Well, this is the thing. I like. I so I'm watching this. I'm watching them jump off of cliffs into frozen lakes. i um, they one at uh, one part they climb to the highest point in the Czech Republic, the highest mountain in the Czech Republic, um, <sighs> called Mount Snitska, I think it's called. Um, in nothing but their shorts and uh, and shoes, so everything else like you're basically half naked, but yeah. for your shorts. And in, in, you know, terrible, like really freezing weather conditions. So I'm watching this whole thing. I, I lose sleep now. Like I can't sleep. And Christmas, by the way, is like my favorite time of year. <laughs> I go, I go home to be Mormon with family. Warm and shirts, fuzzy and toasty. Yeah. Yes. Like, I've spent yeah. all year in LA, high frequency, like lots going on, traveling, touring, doing yes. all my events. And then, like Christmas, is this time where I get to go home and switch off and just be with the people I love.
0: They're all fucking onesie on. Yeah, and exactly. Turn off your phone.
1: For two weeks, just make an absolute pig of myself yes. and do nothing, and it really. Pissed me off because now it was ruining my Christmas. Yes. Like
0: I and you hadn't even gone here. Hadn't couch. even gone. Yeah,
1: and I'm like sitting at home now, and I'm thinking, what have I done? Why did I say yes mm-hmm. to this? I'm embarrassed because now I want to go back to Lewis and be like, hey, because I was so gung ho. You yeah, don't understand. Yeah. I said to Lewis, like, dude, I'm in. Like, let's do it. Yes. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And now I looked at it and I thought, I, I, I have to get out of this. Like, I have to. I'm not. I can't do this. So then I, I was. I messaged Lewis and I was like, hey, man, uh, give me a give me a night. I just want to sleep on this. Like, give me a night. I was like, he could already tell. I was like, did, yeah, you, wait, wait, did you call and,
0: sure. and, and actually say that to him in person or did you leave a voice note? I, or texted, text. I texted I texted him. Like, you don't want to respond. One degree of separation. You don't want to deal with the... Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> totally. and, on. Then, and he was like, okay, That's man. Funny. I was like,
1: dude, I've watched the documentary. It's insane. Like, what... I was like, he was like, I shouldn't have sent it to you.
0: I was gonna say, I wouldn't give the documentary no. if I thought that there was a chance it could be too extreme. If you're for trying somebody. to make the
1: sale, you don't yeah. send yeah, yeah. the don't send the, don't docu- send the documentary. Yeah. So over the next few days, I I was genuinely like losing sleep. I'm not having a good time. I'm like, this is ruining this time of year for me. If I go, I'm gonna be fretting about it. If I don't go now, I've got this feeling of I'm a quitter, and I right. like I had all this macho thing going on in my head where I'm like, God, this is. I can't be that guy now. I can't be the guy. They're all going to be like, I'm going to see it on their Instagram all week. And now like, I'm going to be thinking, Oh God, I like, they're doing this experience. It didn't help the group that was going because the group, it was like, it, it had like, Two-time Olympic gold medalist, Nick Simmons. Um, wow. You know, it okay. had uh, uh, Steve Weatherford, like NFL Super Bowl winner. It, like everyone on this list, Jesse Itzler, who's like this extraordinary entrepreneur who's also known outside of being a, 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 like just a winning entrepreneur in life many times over, known for doing 100-mile runs in a day. Like it, everyone on this list was just someone who is extraordinary on some level. Like yourself. Thank you. No, I'm being serious. (laughs) Thank you. You're already here.
0: I don't need to kiss your ass any further. Like you're here. I'm telling you like yourself, you were chosen for that very reason. It sounds like the the right group.
1: Well, but that was, that's what was interesting. I I looked at the group and I was like, like, this is a group of like these guys, you know, everyone's super capable. Like I'm, you don't want you know there's a part of you as a man you don't want to go into a group where it's like I could be the weak link here mm. uh, like I could normally I'm like definitely
0: not you right
1: I feel athletic I feel like I you know every, every my sports are more Thai, jiu Jitsu boxing like I'm I'm like not normally associate I don't associate that I'm like this group of guys I might be I might be the one dragging behind <laughs> right, right. so it, eventually I just resolved I was I started doing cold showers I started. We have a koi pond in our back garden. Oh my god! Where this is, this is gonna going to sound so ridiculous. It would. It is ridiculous. I have photos of this. I'm just going <laughs> to warn
0: you that koi are the fish of our people, and Lunar New Year just passed by. I need you to be respectful right now. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck you're about to tell do you with this. these koi I fish? I was actually
1: worried that I, that I would be upsetting the koi <laughs> by being do? in their <laughs> domain. So I I thought, what's the closest thing to like. A frozen lake (laughs) in Poland in the winter and I thought out the koi koi pond pond. in the winter in London and so I would go outside I would do a training session do a gym session and then I'd (laughs) I had a trainer there and she would time me while I slipped into the koi pond up to my neck and sat there and just froze with the fish
0: Whoa. And you were doing this to prepare yourself. Did, did your friend recommend to this, by the, the way, or did you no. just... Yeah, right? <laughs> no one recommended
1: you know, bathing in a koi pot. Sure. But I, I literally thought to myself, I can't... I was so scared. Like, I'm not playing up how scared I was. I, I called many friends, many people I trust, and said, should I do this? Like, this seems reckless. It seems unnecessary. Am I... Is this just ego? that's making me do this and it's completely unnecessary because people do stupid shit for ego all it's the time essentially
0: Shh. all the people going up everest like yeah. right now it's so trendy you know what i mean like yes. it's so dangerous Is it ego, too though i don't think it's ego i think there. i mean there's a sense of ego that drives you yes but at the end of the day there's also a lot of there's passion into it and there's right. also uh, there's also a, um th- that there's a a need to just reach that personal goal i don't think that's ego there's also drive in there there's heart there's There's humanity
1: i think sometimes in life you for whatever reason an experience speaks to you where you're at totally there would be times in my life and for many people where i think an experience like that is it kind of is like what's the point why would i do this right now for me it felt like there's something about this time in my life where i feel like and I, I couldn't quite my, put my finger on it. And I'll tell you, I came to a conclusion about this while I was on the program. Uh, and this was what was so interesting to me was kind of discovering more about why I'd even made that choice, why I was willing to put myself through that, even though I was deathly afraid. And I, I committed at a certain point. I got past like three minutes in the koi pond. That's what a ridiculous sentence that is. Uh. And I and I thought... Can you
0: imagine <laughs> these koi clustered in the corner? Like, this bitch just... What kind They're of disrespect? Like, you know what? Their certain... mustaches are curled in.
1: There was a certain point where the biggest koi in the pond gave me a look. Like, you're ready. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
0: I, I
1: I literally was getting past like minute three, minute four, and I thought I'm, I, I might be able to do this. Like, I... And, I, and what was driving me was fear. I I thought, I do not want to be there and be as afraid as I know I feel right now. I want to, I'm going to experience fear on my terms now before I even go. And so I started doing daily ice bars, and my family were taking pictures of me looking like an insane person in the pond.
0: With your head like, dangling outside of right, this pond. I was going
1: for runs with my shirt off in the middle of winter in London. Were you recording
0: this? Why didn't you put this on the gram? This is exciting and you know, climactic. You know,
1: because... It felt like if I did that, there's like it felt like too much pressure. I'm gonna tell people oh, all it. about yeah, this before this is I go and do it. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah like, this isn't this, for
0: the likes. I don't
1: need that on top yes, of it. Yes. So eventually, like the day comes around, I, I I go, and it is an incredible group of men. Like just, but not just, not just achievers. Like people who were all they'd done interesting work on themselves, emotionally intelligent you know they they were not what you would think from the outside they were just a, such an incredible group of people wow. and we went through this experience together which was as as extreme and more uh, as so i it thought was, it would be was
0: it worse as far as extremity than what you pictured or was it did you overplay it so bad that you actually helped yourself out and it wasn't that it bad was, you know what i mean it was
1: exactly as hard as i thought it would be okay and there were also things added that I didn't think would happen. Mm. So like we, you know, we got there and the day we got there, Wim comes along and he's like, okay, everybody get to sleep. Tomorrow we jump into the frozen (laughs) lake. And I'm like, (laughs) That's the first thing we're gonna do. We're not gonna like, you know, literally the icebreaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not gonna like go and like yeah. take a like let's walk like into a the trust, lake.
0: A, a trust challenge where you guys throw yeah. ice on each other or something. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. no. Like we're t-
1: that's the first thing we're gonna do. And so we, you know, we literally go. We walk out to this this lake. We get to the top of this cliff. And one by one, people are jumping off. And it was, I mean, I genuinely thought this is like one of those mo- Some One of the guys made the mistake. Nick, in one of the guys, Nick, he was like, yeah, man, it's kind of crazy. Like where I'm from, people, there are kids that, that jump in the frozen water every year. And some of them die. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, yeah. wow, why are you, why are you telling me this? Nick? <laughs> like, and he was like, no, they get like what's called blue shock. They like breathe Could because they get the gasp reflex when you jump in frozen water makes you gasp underwater and And breathe in
0: in all this cold
1: water right so so I'm like Wim uh this thing that I've just been told about we're literally walking to the frozen lake yeah right right we're on our way I've just heard this like I needed one more thing to worry about. I was already I was already worried. I'm going to jump in and have a heart attack. Yeah. Like what if my heart stops right, right. on impact? Yes. That was my worry. Now I'm also worried about the, the drowning. the, yeah, thing. the blue, So now yeah. I you gasp. So I said, I said to Wim, I'm like, Wim, someone just told me about this thing that happens when people go underwater and they gasp and then they, oh, yeah, yeah, blue shock. <laughs> I'm like, so that's He's the go- thing. He yeah. goes, yeah, yeah, we're not going to get that. We know how to breathe. I went, this, but, but this is the first thing we're doing.
0: And you like, haven't trained us on not doing that mistake. Well,
1: we had done a breathe, we'd done an hours breathing that morning. But oh, I thought okay. I can't rely on that when my right. body hits the ice. Yeah. Like that's like- so. We did it. It was a It was so liberating. It was such an incredible moment. Like it genuinely was this beautiful moment. And all of a sudden, like this group of guys were like, they were uh, in together. Did you they guys were like- do the thing? Do you guys do? Is
0: this just in like? Old Spice commercials.
1: That I like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that <laughs> was <laughs> it. Was exactly like that.
0: Okay, that's so it was
1: exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. And then you know it kept getting more and more intense. Like day two, we did a ten-minute ice bath, um, which was extremely difficult. By so minutes, wait,
0: how was the koi on a one to ten? What was the koi pond compared to the ten of the ice bath?
1: Yeah. The the ice bath. We had to crack the like it was in a little pool outside his house in the frozen temperature. We had to crack. The top of the pool open in order to get in it so it was i mean it was yeah it was it was it was tough and you know we're in there and there's like 12 of us crammed into this little You know, we called it the hot tub.
0: We call it dick soup. (laughs) We used to call it dick soup.
1: I I did see one girl in there, in the photo. She was our chef, Chef Camus. Okay, Uh, chef in the dick soup. All right,
0: hold on, (laughs) we gotta take a break. I gotta get right back to this, Matthew. Don't go anywhere, guys, because we got some more of this dick soup recipe coming up. (laughs) Welcome back, man. We are talking about this beyond righteous trip that matthew Hussey, my relationship expert my friend extraordinaire just came back from mm. where you had pretty much the due trip of all due trips in history you in poland in extreme ice temperatures yes. bonding and the second day that you just started to describe was being in an ice bath <laughs> where you have how many guys
1: There were, I think there were 11 of us.
0: 11 guys in a little ice bath where you basically had to crack the top of the ice to get into this freezing cold temperature of what temperature was the water, by the way?
1: Oh, I I don't know. It must have been, it must be zero. Zero. Uh, Yeah. And then you had
0: one girl who decided to join you too the chef. We had one.
1: Our <laughs> chef, Chef Camus, who is a beast, by the way. Like, yeah. uh, she's incredible.
0: Why did she decide to do this?
1: She had actually been following that the Wim Hof method oh. for like twelve months prior, and so she had, was already connected with women. She's also just an incredible chef uh who, like, studied under Jamie Oliver, who's a mm. f- you know Jamie, and you know she. I mean, she was amazing. She actually cooked. Uh, uh, Plant-based the whole week. Which oh, I'm not like that's not my thing. I'm I'm like a carnivore, but it.
0: Well, it's I, really good. You don't notice. It was amazing. Yeah. It was just
1: incredible. Yeah. And so, she was. But she'd been following the method, so she was like, I mean, you know, she. I spend my whole life around women. I've spent the last ten years of my life Your almost exclusively based around women. Exactly. Matthew. So like, I am well aware of how tough women are like women are unbelievably tough and i've also boxed for years where i like some of the some of the women i watch boxing are like they're um they're amazing so i'm aware of how tough women can be and often just how much better women deal with pain than Mm. men do so like to watch it was amazing watching her she was super calm and very relaxed in the ice bath wow the guys, it, the guys needed to chant. Like, oh, we, we got to like we got to like minute seven and Wim. He, he has this like chant that he does where he goes. Un-t, 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 un-t,
0: un-t. That's called the beatbox. <laughs>
1: well, uh, so, where's he from? He's
0: uh, yeah. Wim? This accent you're giving where's Wim is Wim from. He sounds like he's from like the from Netherlands. Queens? I think he's from the Netherlands. Queens and the Sam's Netherlands. To,
1: I think he might be from the Netherlands.
0: Get yeah. the fuck out of he here! He might be from the Netherlands. <laughs> Yo, somebody give me a donut. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I I don't quote me on that, but I think he might be. Yeah, but he
0: he's a Viking for sure. He, <laughs> he's got the
1: blood. So we're we're in the ice bath. We go through that whole experience, which is crazy. I mean, when you get out of a ten minute ice bath, you you don't warm up like quickly. You we you know we spent like fifteen minutes warming up outside first because his whole thing is I don't want you to just have to rely on an external heat source to warm up. So imagine like being in frozen water, then getting out, you're still in your swim shorts, right. which are now like frozen, and you're warming up organically, <sighs> naturally outside in f- frozen temperatures.
0: So it's actually warmer when you get out of the water. In yeah, the freezing, but then cold you get what's air. called like the, the after oil, right? drop. Oh,
1: and okay. that's where like you can, you know, 10 minutes in or whatever, it's like it hits your body. And the cold blood, you get what's now like super cold blood from t- exposure with the ice starts mixing with the warm blood in your body and it's a s- very very strange experience it's like someone's flushing the inside of your body Ooh. with frozen like ice cold water there's a it can be quite painful so what happens is you go and get in the sauna and the sauna feels like a fridge it feels cold I know because I actually
0: can picture what you're talking about cuz yeah. we've been in not so extreme temperature contrasts but when you get into super hot it does feel initially really cold. Right. So I kind of picture right. what you're saying until it starts to meld it takes different. a
1: lot it takes a while to warm up again. Um, Wait
0: remind me really quick um cuz I don't think we covered this why are you doing this again? Like so, what's the purpose of the cold?
1: So well okay so I'm not qualified to talk about this and in in some ways it will take me time to figure out whether I see like a health benefit from it, I can't. Oh. I can't quote that because I don't know. The idea, you know, of it is that it improves what Wim calls cardiovascular fitness. Okay, um, that you're essentially working those uh, 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 your cardiovascular system, uh, and it's becoming stronger because it's having to do the work. Charge to, itself right. to right. acclimate, um, but. I think what he says is over time it brings your heart rate down because your hearts not having to work as hard because your whole system is working better to pump blood around the body Um, and also there's a there's a huge obviously mind over matter for sure element to it that it's a I know Wim experienced tragedy in his own life uh, in the loss of his wife and I think I believe that was one of the things that really precipitated his healing when he went when he, he what he said is when he when I went into the cold when I went and sat in like I literally went and got in a lake that you know frozen lake and when I was in the ice I couldn't think about anything else the only thing I could think about was survival was was that moment and I can say I've experienced that like no matter what he you know he says you can't when you're in the ice you don't think about your heartbreak you don't think about the thing you're anxious about you don't think about that work stress you don't think about anything but where you are in that moment And so what is incredibly difficult to do through meditation where we know we're always trying to bring back, you know, bring your mind away from that distracting thought, that thought, that thought, that thought. We're constantly training our mind to come back. That kind of happens automatically in the ice. Wow. You don't need to train your mind to do it. Your mind is there. Yes. Experiencing extreme stress. Yes. But not the stress of everything else in your
0: life. Okay. And just a question because I detest cold. So I'm just wondering, in meditation, after you manage to get your mind out of all the distractions and into that nice little zen where you can begin to just think about nothing and be mm-hmm. present, does that happen in the ice where eventually the cold kind of just becomes numb and you think about just nothing and mm-hmm. survival or are you fucked up the entire second, every millisecond of the time? It, it kind of comes
1: life? in waves. You, The okay. first two minutes are very hard. Yeah. And then there's a kind of a break from it where your body goes kind of numb, you are now... Th- those painful sensations go away uh, and you get some some peace. It's not easy. Okay. But you get some respite from that extreme sensation. And that extreme sensation is the thing that makes people jump out. Like, they're, you know, I've I've heard of grown men who get in the ice and then within 10 seconds they jump straight out again because they're like, I can't... I'm not, I'm, this is too much. Sure. But they're not actually getting through that period where... It's extreme discomfort, extreme pain on the body, because on the other side of that, there is a kind of a much more relaxed place. Now, in a 10 minute ice bath that swings back around, you know, minute, whether it's minute four or minute five, all of a sudden the pain rushes back in. So you you kind of go through these waves. And I watched that in the 10 minute ice bath. I watched guys who were like they were good. And then, all of a sudden, two minutes later, you see someone shivering violently and struggling big time. right. So. right.
0: The analogy you just painted about the reward at the end of the extreme pain you that you could only experience when you get to that absolute highest peak point of cold. I mean, is that is that very similar to what we go through in life? I mean, the best rewards f- fucked up as it is happen at the very end or after the worst heartache or the worst pain that we have to endure, or the worst lesson or the worst trauma.
1: There are gifts in life. Like I don't think that nothing's free, mm. right? Nothing's free in life. But I also think on the other side of, of things that seem to cost a lot is always some kind of reward too. There's a balance there. And even in the last few years, there are things I've experienced that have been intensely painful. And I am so happy for those things. I won't say that every like there's no scars. I won't say that there's nothing that I'm still like figuring out. But I am intensely grateful for things today that at the time I couldn't imagine how I would ever be grateful for that thing. Mm. Um, And so I do think that there's a extreme stress can precipitate a really you you get to be a really interesting person at the end of that. And you do get this sense of confidence that comes from knowing, "Well, well, I handled that like I think a lot of our lack of confidence comes from forgetting what we've already handled. For sure. Like we, we don't, For sure. We, we, we forget. Or just dismissing it. Yeah, like you've already done that. You've already been through that really yeah. difficult thing. Like, trust me, this is not going to beat you. You're going to be all right. Right. We forget about those things. Um, but you know, the other thing is I just, one of the, the metaphors that Wim talks about from this is just you're going to go home and you're going to endure stress in your life. So, so much of life is just your ability to tolerate stress. Like we, we're always looking for like a time when it's going to be better, mm-hmm. but as quick as, as quick as we've got peace, there's something else that's coming our way that we didn't anticipate. Sure. And so it, what's your tolerance of difficulty? What's your tolerance of stress? How comfortable are you in the ice wherever it is yeah. in life? Cause you're going to have it. There's no there's no escaping that,
0: sure. right? No, it's interesting though. But you're you're like proactively putting yourself into this event, whereas stress is all around you. Right? Yeah. Like we can, yeah. stress is easy to find, but you're actually like um, taking time out of your day to put yourself in a stressful. It's a very interesting. Which kind one of could?
1: By the way, one could easily argue, and I think there's some legitimacy to this that you don't need to put yourself in situations like that because life's going to do it for you anyway. So I do kind of understand that argument, like life throws enough difficult things at you without you having to go and do something like that. But I look, I think you have to kind of be guided by what what things scare me and why do they scare me? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes sometimes things scare you for the right reason. Like right. You shouldn't you shouldn't do that. Like it's actually going to be. You, this is going to harm you. This is going to be dangerous. Right. Whatever. This fell into one of those. This fell into like the mid category for me, where I was not sure. I was like, I, the I'm,
0: unknown scared you, it, it, and the discomfort scared you. Everything about it. Sure. Yeah, I
1: didn't. I I thought maybe I really could get hurt here, yes. but I also thought even if I don't, this is going to be so unbearably uncomfortable. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. And and also, you know, look, this is this is the stuff that's more personal to me. Is I. I realized and I rea- I said this to the guys on the program. We we sat around and we talked and like people really shared. It was a, it was really a ima- that's a whole other thing right. I want to talk that's about that's the other part because, we haven't even touched on. Yeah. But you know, I, I said to the guys like doing this made me realize I've spent the last 10 years working with people and getting them to do really difficult things, right? I, I have literally worked with millions of women across the world in their love lives, in their confidence and in their careers, in everything, getting them to take more risks, getting them to go for situations in life that make them uncomfortable, getting them to have the difficult conversation that they're afraid of having with someone who's not meeting their needs or someone who's disrespecting them, getting them to walk away from a relationship that's not working for them, even though they're terrified of being alone, that they'll never meet anyone else, getting them to go on a date that they're freaked out about. Like there's discomfort everywhere. And I have been the guy for 12 years now who's, Pushed people into that discomfort. And uh, you know, in a moment where I was really honest with myself and, and the rest of the guys there, I said, I look at my life and, and I wonder how many times have I, have I genuinely done things that make me deeply, deeply uncomfortable mm-hmm. and scared. Of course. Now what's easy for, for someone like me and for, for people like me is when you've achieved a certain amount in your life, And you know that that achievement has taken risks. You can point to all of that and say, look at me, I'm a risk taker.
0: And I'm good. I I did my dues. I'm
1: an entrepreneur. Look, you think I could have got here if I didn't make myself uncomfortable? You think I could be like I'm from I'm from London. I had no I had no way of being in America, of living here, of getting a green card, of building a a global brand of like. Who, uh, you know, there was no reason that at 19 when I started, anyone should have listened to anything I said. There's so many risks I took. There's so many ways that I created things in my life because I was willing to do something uncomfortable. Sure. That's that's the easy answer.
0: Mm.
1: Now, even on that level, even if that's true, which it partly is, you can still look at that and go, yeah, but that was then. What are you doing now? to scare yourself what are you doing now to make yourself uncomfortable it's so easy to get to a point of comfort in life and then plateau right so that was one thing but then I looked at my past and I'm like but even a lot of the areas where I've told myself I've taken risk I still did it in areas where I kind of felt like I might have been the shit you know? Interesting. Like that's very uh-huh. honest.
0: And I and I relate to you when you say this too.
1: Like, for sure. Making videos, getting on stage, risks for sure. But I knew I had an ability.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I knew, like, this is not refined. <laughs> not right. it needs ridiculous amounts of practice. Right. But I've got something. Right. Kind of knew that. I've got something. And and so you're taking risk. You are. And you have to give yourself credit to know I worked extraordinarily hard and did things other people weren't willing to do. But I
0: still, it was a
1: calculated risk.
0: Right, because you know your wheelhouse, you know what right. you're capable of, so you're working with all the tools that you know are readily there.
1: Correct. A f- dear friend of mine, my publisher, uh, at HarperCollins, Karen Rinaldi, wrote a book called uh, It's Great to Suck at Something. Mm. And her whole philosophy in this book, wonderful book, for people, everyone should get it, but she talks about how important it is to do things you suck at. And she asks people this question in interviews, uh, and she even encourages people to ask it on a date. What do you suck at? And when you ask people that question, it actually makes them intensely uncomfortable. Most people. Right. They don't... People think that that would be an easy thing to answer, but it makes a lot of people very uncomfortable.
0: Yes, and we also live in a world where you're not supposed to celebrate that you suck at something. I'm putting air quotes. You're supposed yeah, to be brag, like Yeah. Just oh, it's a challenge. Like it, yeah. You don't yeah. want to say the words negatively. Right. Like you're right. Yeah. We don't right. own that. We're in the world of like self-love.
1: And the temptation is to say, I I mean, yeah, I suck at this. But I actually think I could be good at it if I right, did right. a lot. You know, like right. we
0: even then we qualify yeah. it. I'm working to j- overcome this. Yeah. Right.
1: And what she says is we have to get much more comfortable with sucking at something and doing something just for, the, just for the joy of doing it. Not even, she said, the point of this book is not for you to suck at something, because ultimately the lesson is if you keep doing it, you're going to get better. Yeah, That's not the lesson of the book. Uh-huh. The lesson is even if you continue to suck at it, which you might, there are certain things you should do just for enjoyment, not because you're ever going to be good. She talks about surfing. She says, I've done surfing for years and I suck. People don't believe me,
0: but I suck. And why? Why mentally? Why?
1: She and I and I have come to believe this myself. She's she believes that there is a humility that you learn from doing something where you're not good at it naturally, but you that's, learn your oh way. That's this right here
0: for me right now. Very uncomfortable, like just being on camera, being on a microphone. Is that right? Like that. Yeah. Just interesting. But it's a but it's interesting to me, just being in this because I like podcasts so much. Yeah. So yeah. Is it, it singing karaoke? Okay. Is that too shallow? Is singing karaoke something you suck at, but you do because you just suck at it? Because I hate know. it. I, when people invite me, this fucking city loves to do karaoke, I know. and I think it's because everything yeah. closes at two. And so the only thing's open is like illegal K-Town,
1: where yeah. everything's
0: open till six yeah. in the morning. You can still drink and smoke inside. Yeah. So everybody's like, let's go to karaoke. And I hate singing in front of people, and I have a terrible voice i right. will do it, but I don't know if that's the no, depth they're trying but, to get but, to. But it
1: kind of because you know we we avoid these things that we suck at. I I actually realized I for years I said I hate karaoke, uh-huh. and then I go to Tokyo with my brothers,
0: uh-huh.
1: and we rent a karaoke room because we're like it's Tokyo, it's the thing to do, right? We wanted our like lost in translation moment, sure. <laughs> we're, so we're renting this room and we're singing, and while they're doing their thing, like picking their next song, I am singing and I am enjoying it. I'm like having a good time. I'm like, why am I having a good time? Why
0: are you having a good time if you bring it back to your friend's philosophy on sucking at something?
1: Because I think that the reason I say I hate karaoke is because I actually, the idea of sucking at karaoke is what I hate. I don't hate karaoke. Who, most people like singing. Yeah. We like singing sure. in the shower. Sure. We like singing in the car. Yeah. Absolutely. So, do I hate karaoke or do I hate the idea of sucking singing in front uh, of a group for of sure. people? Got you. Yes. Right. Got you. So, it's, it, I, I, you know, the reason I bring her up is because I realized how few times in my life I do things that I genuinely suck at. I engineer my life around things that I'm good at so that I never have to suck. And all the while, I can say, "Look at how great I am at this thing. Look how yes. you know, yes, I, I'm." It's a nice safe house, and you get to look never scared. Yeah. Because oh, Matthew Hussy, he's so confident. Yeah. Oh, I wonder fucking why? Because he does shit he's comfortable with all the time. Right. Right. That's why he's com- That's why we we appear confident because we're watching these these people go and live at home all the time. Yes. Right. Do things that are in their element. Yeah. And so I. I said to this group of guys on this thing, I said, I've spent the last 12 years working with people. I I have retreats twice a year of my own. I I have all these amazing programs and people change their lives as a result. And I thought, I can't point to a thing that I've done recently that has scared the fucking shit out of me. Right. and, And I'm not good at it. I am not good in the cold. When we would like go to cold places as a, when I was a kid, I would be the first one to need to go home because my fingers were frozen. Right, right. Like my mum has uh, Reynolds, uh, I think it's called, where you're literally like you have bad circulation and sure. your fingers go yellow sure. in the cold. Like I, I have bad circulation, and I always told myself that like I hate the cold. I hate the cold. I don't want like this is not for me, and so I thought. Not only am I scared of this, but there's no, I don't even know if I'll be good at it. Mm. Yeah. This is important. This is important because the women who are coming to my retreat this year, they feel scared. Mm-hmm. They're coming to deal with some really raw and difficult shit.
0: And terrified to be in front of each other. And terrified to be in front of people. To be vulnerable.
1: To deal yes. with things that I've been putting off maybe my whole life. Right. That's scary. Mm -hmm. Like, that takes courage. I'm asking people to come and have that courage on my retreat. I look super confident because I'm on stage. Yeah. Right? But it's my retreat. Yes. (laughs) I know what's going to happen. Right, right. Every step of the way, I know what's going to... They're going to do a difficult exercise now, and I'm leading that difficult exercise. Right. Right? That I wanted to put myself in a position where... I was on every level uncomfortable. And I realized I was uncomfortable with the cold. I was uncomfortable with the fact that it was someone else's retreat and I wouldn't be calling the shots. I'm on someone else's watch now. I'm on their agenda. I don't know what we're doing today. I wake up in this bunk bed with you know a room full of the avengers and
0: i <laughs> that's I, what i was thinking when i was looking at that picture like these guys with their traps that touch their ears Yeah, it man, like, it's like bad. this is okay
1: i'm not i'm not big shot here everyone's <laughs> a big shot here i'm yeah. not mr athletic here everyone's athletic here this is not my element i'm right. i'm and so that scared me it scared me like to be in a am I'm I'm always the one at a party who takes my car because I'm like I just want to way out. Of right, here. of course. I want to way to get You've home. You've got the control. Even that is a control thing, of and course, I realize yeah. this is there's something about this that I need to to figure out. Right, I, I can't get halfway through Poland in the mountains and miles from anywhere and leave. I am stuck there. Yes, I am stuck there with this group of people, no matter what happens. And something about that I felt would be important to me and it turns out it really really was and coming out of that experience you know we climbed the tallest mountain in in poland and you know uh, did the whole thing in our shorts at minus 20 wind chill like it was
0: did anybody get the flu Crazy, yeah yeah Yeah.
1: we got we got a few people got sick afterwards (laughs) you know okay but wait do you want to do you want to know something really interesting though (laughs) here's something here's something that's fascinating to me firstly Going to this thing reminded me why I love men. Hmm. It really connected me with men again, which sounds like a crazy thing, but like I said, I have spent the last ten years of my life surrounded by women. Sure, uh, cheeky best. I was, I was in need of a well. Yeah, you say that, <laughs> but I think it's uh, an understatement to say I was probably in need of a boy's sleepover. Ah, right? But okay. But I, I
0: want to know what did you love about men? What did you find? here this is this is my nugget i need to lean forward let me lean in like sherwood mm-hmm.
1: i this was a group of really strong capable amazing men and out of these little moments where everyone sat around like it was in the quiet that that some of the best things happened not in jumping off the cliff not in doing the mountain yeah, that was amazing stillness. but it was in the moments where we all sat around and people revealed things about themselves and these men talked about self-doubt they talked about Stories of bullying that had never left them or that had still played in their mind. They talked about um, The 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 ways that they feel they're not living up to their own expectations One guy talked about how he for his whole life has told his his dad His dad would say I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you and he would say don't say you're proud of me I'm not proud of myself. Don't tell me you're proud of me Mm. and he was always looking for this time in his life where he would feel like he could be proud of himself and he'd never given himself permission to be proud. All these things that, that guys go through that I thought was so beautiful and it took a group of kind of evolved guys to get around and to talk about these things, but it gave all of us permission to to release so much stuff. And I I think this is a huge... I it, I left that whole program thinking... I I wish men could get together more and, and do this because yeah. we are, you know, look, this stuff runs deep with guys, like not releasing that pressure valve, not talking about this stuff. Like we're so afraid of looking weak. We're so afraid of not being capable. We're so afraid of not being as strong as that guy over yeah. there. We're so like, and even to the extent that you said, did I get sick? I got home and I got sick, right? We have this group text message that of course you know, you we're do. like we gonna all, live for life, right? We're all like brothers now, yeah. you know. And everyone's talking about like they got home, they've been doing the breathing exercises every day, they've been doing cold showers, they've been doing this. Like everyone, there's all this, and and I'm sick, and I can't do any. I'm like I'm just down for the count. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I I realized I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell the group, like, oh, dude, you know, I'm yeah. so sick, or whatever. <laughs> I was like, I was just texting in the group, but I wasn't telling anyone that I was ill. And then all of a sudden, one of the guys was like, I haven't been doing the the. Oh, I, he was like, I tried the breathing, but I ended up in coughing fits because I'm sick. And then another guy said, Me too. Then another guy said, I'm sick too. Then another guy said, oh, me too. Shit. And then I'm like, I'm sick too. <laughs> and I realized why. I just went through this incredible experience with these men. I feel bonded to them. I feel connected to them. And yet still, I get home, I get sick, and I don't tell anyone. Yes. What's that? Right. I, did I tell you I was, I was nearly on a plane crash?
0: No. What?
1: The week, the week that I get home, I've just had this amazing experience. I'm sure. like ready for my year. I, right. I'm like in the Charged. Most, and I get on a flight from Newark to LA. We're on the flight. It's two hours delayed already. And the pilot says over the uh, the radio, "Sorry for the delay. We've had some issues with this plane, but we think we've, we've fixed it. We're going to take off." That was my like final destination moment. You know, I was like, "Get me off! I don't want to be on this plane." What do you mean? There's problems with the plane? Like, if they said we had problems with another plane, so we switched the plane. Yeah, we have problems right. with <laughs> this plane,
0: but we think we got it down.
1: I. I was immediately, I'm like, oh, God, that feels, I'm not happy about that. Then we take off and 15 minutes into the flight.
0: God, what? <laughs> <Yeah. Holy>
1: <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> the plane starts violently shaking. Oh, my not God. Not turbulence. The plane starts violently rattling and the there's fire coming out of the engine.
0: What oh the God. fuck? Are you kidding me?
1: Oh, my God. The pilot gets on the radio and he says, I'm sure that wasn't pleasant for you back there. It wasn't pleasant for us either. We have an engine that's malfunctioned and caught fire. We need to get to the ground immediately. We're over a residential area 10 minutes from, 15 minutes from Newark now. And I I literally thought this is game. I, I thought this is not this is an engine that's on fire. This isn't like, the weather's a little rough, we need to turn back. So, the plane starts circling and trying to get back to Newark. And the whole while we're hearing these crazy noises, we're like, this oh, is, we're God. flying so low to the ground, you can make out the cars. Like, I, I'm like, this is it. Like, if we, if we go down now, there's no, no one survives that shit. Yes, like, yes, it, we know yes. that, like, people don't. So, I'm, the guy next to me is, everyone's writing text messages and i'm texting people as well i texted him i texted my man jameson here and i'm like i dude i'm i'm not i didn't want to text my mom and dad cuz i was like i don't want them like i, I don't want to freak yeah, them out yeah, right. but i texted him i'm like i might have to say my last words to him so that he can pass them to my family yeah. so i'm i'm texting with him at the time we eventually land to fire trucks and this and that like it's crazy the guy next to me looks at me The message he's written out he deletes he said like i I guess i don't need to send that oh it was a message to his wife to say goodbye and we got off the plane i get into the terminal and i call a friend of mine i call in fact i call two people i call a female friend of mine and i'm like i don't know who to talk to but i'm kind of shaken up Mm. and she said go home I said they're they're arranging another flight like an hour from now from the other gate
0: yeah
1: But i don't want to get on it I like a, i'm just i don't want to be on another plane tonight She she's go home relax take a bath get a plane in the next couple of days like just please be kind to yourself and go i call up a male friend of mine i said dude this crazy thing happened whatever he's empathetic he's like oh my god that's crazy what the hell then i said there's this other plane i don't want to get on it i just want to go home he goes yeah i i guess you could be a pussy and (laughs) and just go home and not get on the plane that comment (laughs) fucked me
0: up in what way
1: because i and all of a sudden i i sit on it of course i say to him at the time i'm like that's such a douchebag thing to say i'm like why would you tell me that like i'm what is it? Well, it makes me less yes, of a, right. to get on the plane. Right, Like if I, if I go home instead of getting on a plane on the very night that it nearly comes down, he's like, dude, do whatever you want. But fucking, I would just get on that plane and stomach it and be like, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. I sit on the terminal floor and I am now in a war with myself. Right. I want to go home, but I'm like, does it make me weak? Am I going to now, if I go home, am I going to think about this for the rest of the night that I'm like, I gave in that I I truly believe so many of the issues that men have stem from that yes the male friend you call who says don't be a pussy
0: right right
1: right and yes. you're like it's it's so deep and I, I you know I made a joke the other day I know w- women deal with terrible stuff from a certain portion of the male population that uh, in no way am i drawing an equivalent here but like i made a joke i was like women you think like men are tough to deal with we fucking know yeah like we're dealing with them too we're dealing with assholes to us too yes (laughs) (laughs) like we dealt with them at school in the locker room that's funny you know we we've been around men for a long time and we know how difficult it is to deal with them like they're assholes yes like but I love them too. Of it's course. just that it's it's all intermingled. And of course. this this friend that said this to me is a dear, dear friend of mine who happens to also be emotionally intelligent. Right. And happens to be sensitive and sweet and all and that was still his response. Sure.
0: And S- he's not being a dick. He's he being really playful. He re- he's being playful, playful but he playful. also That's just right wants is, you to go right. home. He was right. like, get over it. You'll be fine. Because he, right. he knows the he chances to are home. you're gonna be fine, yes.
1: But then that sticks. So it's I you know, I came out of this and I'm like, wow, this is something we should be doing like if we want to, I, I spend my life working to, to help women uh, and to empower women and to, to you know, I, I literally we have millions of women that follow us all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I just feel so energized right now by this topic because I'm like this, if you could get like the num- one of the number one things women come to me with, how can I get him to open up? How can I get him to actually talk? How can I get him to like Throw this, him in a koi pond. <laughs> That's a start. That's step one. Yes. Kick him into a no, pond? this is
0: a beautiful, beautiful um, thing that you're opening up for me too. I, I mean, the end-all question is like, when is the last time we've done something that is at the that is past the threshold of comfort, like really beyond the point where we don't know what the outcome is, outcome is and we also don't know how to survive in that moment. Yeah. You know, and and I think you're going to continuously unravel the gift of this journey for you. Um and if you embrace it, I think this is where what you need to take it to the next level, especially these women that are growing with you and been a part of you because essentially you're 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 pretty much these women's life coaches, right? Matthew, with what you do. I mean they're gonna get through that first hurdle of going on their first date or getting over their first breakup. But then the next challenge will come. But you just went through the biggest extreme to test yourself that then is going to be a gift for these these women in some way when you learn how to give them that ice moment for themselves you that's know right. what i
1: mean and and that's exactly right and and you're right it's i'm unraveling it in real time but yes but i already noticed the difference because if you'd have had me on your podcast in november it wouldn't have been like this right i would have been great I would have had flair. Yeah. I would have said some great tips. Cool. Like I know, yes, I, I yes. would have killed it. Yes. But but it would have been different. Yes. And it and I I can feel I feel more fearless than ever to tell you the truth to just be exactly who I am. And that sounds so cliché, but I can't tell you how viscerally I feel that. I I feel passionately that we live in a world where I think people find it extremely difficult to be who they are. Oh, yes. There was a quote I saw recently by, I think it was Ram Dass that said, we we spend most of our lives reassuring each other that our identities are on straight. And, you know, we all have this identity. And the danger of anyone, you know, you, you have to remember everyone listening to this needs to remember that all those people they follow out there, whether it's TV stars, whether it's a life coach that's super famous, whether it's a guru of some kind, whether it's just an influencer, whatever that means, that the more these people get known and the more they get rewarded and the more they get validated, the more that identity that got them there gets crystallized and gets harder and harder for them to suck at something. It's harder and harder for them to reveal who they really are. It gets harder and harder for them to be, act, to be authentic about what they're actually going through right now this year. And, I, you know, I've been a coach since I was 19 years old and I spent most of that time trying to be vulnerable but doing a pretty poor job of it. Um, thinking that if I revealed too much, if I said too much, if people knew this about me, if people knew that transgression people realized i did that that one night if people then then who would i be right right then would they follow me anymore then would they and i just i'm i'm such a believer now that those things that raw shit is that's the life-changing stuff because if people can hear that from you they won't like they won't feel alone they won't look at you and think that you didn't have a problem with this, that you haven't suffered from that, that you're not anxious right now, that you're not feeling like a fraud right now. They won't feel alone. And I think that, honestly, we're living in the loneliest time ever, posing as the most connected time ever. And if, if people like us can not do fake, there's fake vulnerable. Of there's course. plenty of fake vulnerable out there. Let me tell you about this thing that I'm struggling with. The f- real vulnerable isn't easy to talk about. And it risks people thinking differently about you. But it's that to me is that's the path I wanna be on now. I don't yeah. wanna be driven by I don't wanna be driven by fear of what people might think or will they change their perception? Will I lose this part of my audience because they don't like someone who's done that or that or whatever. I don't wanna that's not that's not my path. I, I wanna be someone who who acts purely out of love and what's actually gonna serve people absolutely so it definitely has had an impact god
0: I'm so thankful for you to share that with us Matthew and and you make me think of a quote I heard where um, in life sometimes you feel like you're being buried but in actuality you're being planted Mm. and I am excited as your friend to see what sprouts from this experience and how you're going to plant those seeds for other women as they you know learn from that experience from you and then learn how to this is a whole new chapter in a book I've never heard you speak about, which is, I've never heard actually anybody talk about in life, which is like, when have you really done something where you were fuck shit scared? Like really didn't know what to do. Because I'm exactly exactly that prototype that you described, where everything I've done, yeah, I've I've taken risks, but I knew exactly. I was taking risks Mm. with my wings completely prepped and on. It was all in the zone that I knew where to fly. so thank you for that thank Thank you so much Matthew where can we support you where can we follow you
1: well I want to give value so I there's um there's actually something really cool a a huge amount of what we've been talking about is is how to build real confidence Mm -hmm. not fake confidence um and I'm on that path myself you know um but there's a there's a training that I did that uh I'm going to give your audience for free um but it's a really it's a really killer training that dissects and breaks down confidence in a way that will make it abundantly clear to people what they need to do next to become the most confident version of themselves. Uh, Because I think confidence is massively misunderstood and caricatured. So, um, I've spent a lifetime working on this. This video is, in many ways, the culmination of so much work I've done in this area. Uh, and to get it, they can go to getcoreconfidence.com. And get you can li-
0: core confidence.
1: Yeah, getcoreconfidence.com, uh, and you can download that training for free.
0: Thank you so much for providing that to our fam. Thanks Matthew Hussay, awesome everybody, again. follow you, him man. on Instagram as well. Matthew H U S S A Y. We love you so much, Matthew. Are you fully clear with your flu? Are you Are you good with your cold?
1: There's a There's a tickle of a cough every now and then. okay. <laughs> we got to
0: hook him up with some Tiger Bomb. The, the blood a of coi, our
1: people. I need a koi pond. <laughs> <use.
0: laughs>